How we prioritize sex. Because as human beings, we need food, we need oxygen, we need water. We do not need sex. I think what that person is looking for isn't just to reach that point and say, yeah, hi, I'm, and lay down. It's more, it's, it's a connection. It's, it, it's not just that. It wouldn't stop there. Morally as well, it comes across as no, don't do it. But it's hard simply because you would never really understand the pain of this unless one is in it. The whole sexual urge thing, it's ingrained. Yes, of course you know what the Bible says, that no, don't do it. But then at the end of the day, okay, your partner is physically unable. Not only sex, but also intimacy. Hey guys, welcome to Candid with me, Lady T. This is your podcast where we delve into topics such as family, relationships, love, sex, career, situationships and more. Pretty much topics that matter the most and ones that you'd never think were possible to talk about. And one of them is today's episode and we are talking... Dun, 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 Open marriage and relationships, including swingers. Yes, it is a thing. It is a real thing. Now, not just for non-Christians, I kid you not, but it happens with Christians as well. And I was just, I'm just, I bet you're thinking, excuse me? For real, seriously, it, got, it really is a thing. I mean, is it okay? I mean, what if you're, okay, so there's so many things we could do here. What if your partner physically or psychologically, you know, can't, i.e. has, you know, chronic ED, paralyzed or disabled, trauma from previous experience, etc., and who, a substitute partner, will the substitute partner be okay just for sex? You know, they would be like a human sex aid. Just saying. And also talking about polyamory, which is the extramarital affair involving emotional love. And then there's the other side, the swinging side, extramarital uh, affair, which involves recreational and casual sex. Most importantly, what does the Bible say about open marriages and relationships? And of course, swingers. So to discuss this, I have my awesome panel. They are here. Yeah, I'm alone and clapping. But anyway, they're going to choose the themselves. Okay, so who have we got today? Hi, it's Emma, aka Giggles. Oh my god! I'm going to try and do uh, no, sound effect. Tea. No, no, let no. it go. Let it go. <laughs> Just let it go. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. Next. Hi, it's Nadia, aka the Mediator. Hi, it's Tony, aka the Judge. Hey guys, it's Tamala, aka Spicy. <laughs> Spicy See, this tea, is why sorry. we need sound effects. Yeah, this is why we need sound effects. Okay. okay. Cool, cool. And then we have my special guest up panelist, starting off with. Hi, it's Shirlene C.C. Wilson. Yo, what's really good, people? It's your brother in the Lord, Triple L. Yes, it's um, the love ambassador, Aya Sage, in the building. Hey! So <laughs> you guys are all here. Thank you so much uh, for uh, joining me. Okay, so going to get straight into it now. Um, when we were going to discuss this, they were like, T, are you being serious? Like, is this for real? Like, nah, nah, it can't be true. I'm like, listen, this is why it's good to do a research, okay? And read stories, okay? And Google is your best friend because, man, the stuff that I was pulling up and I was like, wow, wow, ooh, is the word. Um, 
so open marriages and relationships uh, and swingers now there's there's a lot of celebrities who have been known to do it um I think at one point, I think uh, um, Will Smith and his wife were allegedly, okay, I'm saying allegedly, taking part in such thing, but they quashed that. Now, another couple that did it is uh, Monique, who's a, who is a comedian. Yes. She did it. She's very well really? known for it. Wow. Yep. Are you serious? Why I'm being for real. the swinging part? Uh, open relationship. Oh, okay. This is an open relationship, and they said it's the best thing that's helped her marriage and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, like, what? And sometimes she references God and this certain things. I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, sis. Wow. I didn't know that. Oh, oh, yes, it happens. It happens. So, um, and, and and I think I can guess what the answer to this question is going to be because it's going to be quite unanimous anyway. Um, is it okay? Maybe. No, no, no. 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 Well, me. someone say maybe? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, no. no it's a big no. It's yeah, a big no. Straight no. no. Christian yeah, or non-Christian? No. Even if you're both, both. right? Both. Non-Christian. Yeah. I think in if both you're... ways it's unhealthy, but yeah. extremely yeah. unhealthy yeah. if you're yeah. Christian. Yeah. It's just like, pfft, what's happened? Okay. All right. Let's 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 take it from this angle. Paint this picture. All right. So, what if your partner was physically or psychologically not able to do anything? So, if they were paralyzed or if they were disabled, or they had some kind of mental problem from a previous relationship that's like not allowing them to be that you know the the intimacy thing. part. The yeah, thing. the intimacy <laughs> part. Um, would a substitute partner be okay just for sex, aka a, a human sex aid? So, did they like become disabled after you married? Like after you've been married, or you met them disabled? Let's try, let's do before. Or disabled before you got married. Yeah. Then you know what you're getting yourself into. Exactly. Surely. You do, but still. Still. Because you think you can handle it. Because you're getting into marriage, right? So, you, you know, you knew they were disabled beforehand. But then when you're now married, you think, oh, yeah, okay, I can handle it, it's fine. You know, you get into the marriage. Okay, this is a lot harder than I thought it would be. Mm. There's that. If you're talking about psychological, like a psychological something that someone might be dealing with... Like I've always said before, T, I think counselling and therapy is a must. So people need to work things out before they get into mm. a marriage. Mm. So if you've got problems, inner problems, sexual, whatever it is, talk it out, get it sorted and then think about, do you know what I mean, joining with someone? Because you can't be dealing with it once you're married. You can, but it's hard. It's you hard. Know? But I'm just saying that it happens when you are married anyways. Even if you think beforehand, you know, it's going to be fine. You might have all the counselling and help you need and you great, great, great. You now get into it. Things change. Things change. We have to understand that there is that point where like, it's all great. And then, you know, we're able-bodied. We can do whatever. We, we're expecting this whole marriage thing, you know, if, et cetera. We now get into it and we think, oh my God, I did not expect this. This isn't what I was thinking. It's the same thing with someone who was in a wheelchair, disabled, thinking, okay, you know, and the other, the partner isn't. And they're thinking, okay, it should be fine. And then you're like, however many months into it, I can't actually cope with this. So then how do you then satisfy that sexual urge? open relationship marriage is probably the next option so in that situation no what's the deal I, just, I feel like if you if you knew like prior to marriage that person had a disability you made a choice like mm. so you need to abide with that choice do you see what i'm saying it's different if you um you both were able-bodied or whatever or, and then he you know the person became disabled um then you didn't have a choice in that but i still think you should stand by your your partner and stuff like that but then as, as to me the whole pride before marriage doesn't make sense because you, you you knew that the person was 
disabled so you're do you know what I mean I don't know am I and not following it hopefully you would have taken steps to kind of re- maybe research to see how maybe things can go down even yeah. though they are disabled do you know what I mean yeah like alternative things you can do healthy there are other things you can do yeah. it doesn't have to be do you know what I mean you can be creative and I think more to the point, scripturally, like you'll be committing adultery if you went and had sex with someone. Yeah. yeah. So, exactly. I mean, like more to the point, you know, that you would actually be committing adultery if you chose to have sex with somebody else because your partner was disabled or physically <coughs> or psychologically unable. Mm. So, you know, like the obvious answer is no, like it's not, it's not going to be okay to do mm. that. Totally agree. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah. Well, I think um, this is um, a really, really like tricky, really difficult topic um, for us to talk about because, as Christians, of course, we know what the Bible says about these things. All right. Also, as well, but morally as well, it comes across as no, don't do it. But it's hard simply because you would never really understand the pain of this mm-hmm. unless one is in it. Do you know what I mean? You know, whilst on one hand, yes, you of course you know what the Bible says that no, don't do it. But then at the end of the day, okay, your partner is physically unable. Okay, not only sex but also intimacy that you get as well from your partner as well. Okay, and then um, but then they they can't do anything about it. And as human beings who have needs. Okay, you want to satisfy this. You may want to be creative with your partner. What if even that doesn't work? This is what I'm saying. What if even that doesn't work? So, and I therefore believe now, I think the question that we should now think about is that what can one do to help that person Hmm. who is the unfortunate victim, okay, of this situation? I think that's what we should kind of direct our question now. But before then, I think Triple wants to say something. I I'm, I just want to throw some things out there a little bit <coughs> left field. Um, so I'm assuming that we're talking about like sex, yeah. Talk about sex, open marriage relationships because it um, has that. Swingers. So if your partner is unable to have sex, then your partner is unable to have sex, like sexual intercourse. Then that's there. Um, I don't feel that not being able to so to kind of disagree with you to a certain degree. I don't feel that not being able to have sex voids intimacy i think you can still have be intimate in other ways you can still share that level of intimacy um, and that closeness in other ways i don't feel that just because they may have well depending on the disability because i think different different accidents disabilities will kind of warrant different levels of intimacy and whatnot but just in terms of being close to your partner i don't think sex is the only way to do so that's number one number two we then need to as human beings and i know it sounds so easy for us to say because we're not in that position but we then need to look at how we prioritize sex because as human beings we need food we need oxygen we need water we do not need sex and no, 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 no. And now hear me out. Your body does. No, no, no. I, 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 look, we like it. We enjoy it. And we see the importance of it. And it's a beautiful thing within the confines of marriage. And we have those urges there. Yes. But you're not. Don't. Nobody can tell me that you can put sex on the same level as food, air and water. Yeah, it's not, it's not, you can't, it's not, you don't need it to survive, basically. You don't need it to survive, that's the point I'm trying to yeah. make. So I'm not saying that, like, you don't need, I'm not saying, like, it's, oh my gosh, because, like, we're human beings and we have those mm. urges there. But I'm saying, like, in comparison to food, air and water, and this might be, like, an oversimplification, but let me just say this for now. You don't need sex. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Um, and there was another point I was going to make, but... Um, yeah, Can I say something? But in a the context of a marriage, sex is vital. 
yeah, it's no, the gluing. It I'm not saying that it's, it's not. the gluing. So comparing it to water and stuff, yeah, it, it kind of puts it into perspective. But at the end of the day, if you're married, that's the glue. So if you're not having sex, that's going to be a problem. Uh, I feel like the glue is God. I wouldn't really say it was, uh, it was sex. God yeah, is the God foundation, is the first, but yeah, it but glues you together. No. You cleave. What does the Bible talk about the man leaving, cleaving? Uh, and consummating the marriage is what actually, you know, makes it, it is. official as it is. well, apart from the whole ceremony and the vows thing. But, um, yeah. Nah. Okay, so is it then possible to do the whole open marriage and relationship thing? Um, no. No, 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 wait, 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 wait. What is it? No. <laughs> Let me finish. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm putting it out there. Is it okay to do the, the whole open relationship and marriage thing? Um say you know we, we said that you know if if the person was disabled before and you guys were like he should they should have done this, this all right what happens afterwards everything's jolly and then all of a sudden something happens what then happens and then it's just like and then the 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 partner says i can't fulfill what you want anymore but i'm giving you permission to go and ah, i'm giving you permission to go and satisfy See. your urge and what you need is that so is that person mentally also uh, I'm pretty sure they're mentally fine I'm pretty sure they're mentally fine no that's that's a no no listen you can be even if they weren't what I'm thinking of is that it's just going to open the door to other things Mm. like it's just going to be endless but what, it, what? But like if Charlene that person, if adultery. that person, if that if that person is saying, I can't fulfill what you need mm. because this is what you need, this is what is in this marriage, Christian mm. or not, right? I can't fulfill it anymore for you. Mm. I'm giving you the opportunity. I'm giving you a pass to, you know, go and get someone else. To, I'm giving you a pass to go and fulfill that urge. I then don't think it's about what they're giving you, really. Then you're it's in about essence saying that the marriage is void. Exactly. Because at the end of the day, biblically, like. The, the the one grounds for divorce is infidelity, so you're then basically saying this marriage is over. Go and mm. do you know what I mean? Well, I don't know if he's saying it. Really I, don't, I don't know if it's really and truly. Gone out. I think I think we would need to go back to the wedding day and the marriage vow that was made between both parties. Okay, um, it says for better, for worse, for mm. rich and for poor, mm-hmm. sickness and health. That's okay. Right. Once again, of course, um, obviously, I, I still also believe as well that um, what I was going to say actually is that obviously I haven't been married before in my life. Okay, so um, but about to be. It, but amen, praise God. Um, but my 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 question, well, not a question, but my point basically is that true say true say when you're not in it it's a different story than when you are in it okay i can say now let's go back to the marriage vows and you know sicker better and sorry for richer for poor rare, rare, rare. but my point is that it could be a situation whereby the person that's suggesting that okay that you can actually go they're probably not in a mental state they're but probably what if going they were through a state but then, but then what if how? they were there that's the thing you have you can't you can't say they were but, then, but there are stages then, where people are it, it very well in their mental state and then still do it. I guess and maybe someone might feel partner. guilty. Yeah, guilty that the person Ex- isn't. See, that's what it's it. still wrong. That's mm, that's one of it's it. Still wrong. There's, there's a lot of things, a lot of reasons that I believe that's that right. they would want to suggest that you know that that solution basically you know to to their partner to their spouse but i still don't believe that it's the right thing to do it's also very easier said than done okay um once again i must also come back to the point of um the point of the matter that when you're in it honestly it's it's it's, it's different when you're in it it's totally different because the pain you probably be feeling on a day-to-day basis the guilt the emotional torture the torment is there it's there and i think we can't ignore this we can't ignore this i still not i'm still not advocating it 
open marriage or swinging mm. or I'm not advocating it I'm just saying that you know it's it's different when you're in it and it's much it's so, tough so question, question I want to ask is alright say, say you want to avoid the whole getting somebody else involved and I'm going to throw another le- a curveball in would this then be justification for self-pleasure Oh, would it, would that's this, a good question. Would, would this, would, no, but like, to avoid now getting somebody else involved. Yeah. Like, cool. I want to respect our marriage, and I want to respect. Um, yeah, I want to respect you as a, you know, the partner, the individual who's disabled. So now, does this now give grounds for the ind- the able-bodied individual to then oh. indulge in self-pleasure? This is it. That's a good question. It really is. It's like, that's another. Because that's another part of it. We're talking about these urges, and they need to be yeah. released. Mm-hmm. And and we're saying we, we can't go out and do adultery mm-hmm. or get somebody else involved. And now, uh, you, you know, we've you know, you guys shut me down when I said, okay, sex is not that important. So that means <laughs> you need to release these urges. So talk to me, my G. Talk to me. <laughs> Hit me. <laughs> So, 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 this is it. I didn't shut you down, so... I'm not saying... All right, Alec, what's... I still think it's Because is it just going to stop there? Like, Mm. I think what that person is looking for isn't just to reach that point and Mm. say, yeah, hi, and lay down. It's more, it's it's a connection. It's it's not just that. It wouldn't stop there. You're Mm. really opening the door to other things. Mm. Okay, interesting. Mm. Tam? Mm. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, tones kind of mash my. <laughs> 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 but no, I was just going to say that, yeah, that would be the only option. That's it. Do you know what I mean? So it's either adultery or that. <laughs> or you just keep yourself to yourself and just forget it. Ask God for deliverance. Yes, deliverance and prayer. But prayer. I don't think that's deliverance the thing. I don't what, think God. No, but the thing is, it would not deliver you from your sexual desires. Exactly. No, of course. No, no, no. Ah, no, at all. God forbid. Listen, listen. Of course. Listen. When I said that sex isn't important, you guys shut me down. No, 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 no. See, this is the thing. And it's and the thing is it's it's wired, it's oh, I can't remember who I think it was my pastor that was saying that it's is the whole sexual urge thing, it's ingrained but in that our DNA. Mean God can't it's, take it away, though. No, 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 no. Do you know why? Do you know, no, 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 no. Do you know why? Do you know why it won't be taken away? Because. Right, do you know Do you know why it won't be taken away? The reason why it won't be taken away is. If this couple have have had this issue, like, you know, one part, one cup, one of the. One cup, one couple, one partner has had something issue like disabled or something's happened in an accident or can't do anything um and then they decide to split you know separate or whatever obviously it's got to have some catastrophic you know mental whatever the person now moves on and marries someone else and then they had oh. prayed for deliverance to n- not to be able to do whatever and then now marry someone else fam that's gonna that's another issue going into that marriage do you get what I mean? Yeah. So you. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so no, it is ingrained. It is in, it is ingrained in the human DNA to have sexual urges. Yeah. It is there. It's, it's an ingrained. We can't get rid of it. It's it's there. That's how we have. That's how you know kids are made that's how we were made mm. you know so that can never be removed away at all that's, god that's won't give what, you nothing you can't handle seriously yeah. there'll be a way of handling it i know yeah, none of us are in that situation but you could pray god it's not scriptural it's not scriptural god will not give you more than yeah, yeah. yeah. So give you more you can it handle is? that's why you have to go to god to help no. you where in the bible says that let's find it 
Naji, the scripture clearly says God will not give you more than you can bear. Yeah, yeah. Thank I think you. it's like in James. <laughs> really? It's, it's in James. Oh, Thank you. It is there. That's why I mentioned it, Ayo. That's why I mentioned it. Sorry. If it happens, he'll make a way for you to to cope with it, or he'll make a route out. That's also scriptural. That if something happens, there'll always be a route out. Okay, so yeah, God will not give you more than you can handle, and that's taken from. Uh, let's see, First Corinthians, chapter ten, verses thirteen. Um, they have no temptation taken hold of you. Hold on, that's the King James version. Let's read uh, Amplified. Let's read the Amplified version. Uh, no temptation, regardless of its source, has overtaken or enticed you. That is not common to human experience, nor is any temptation unusual or beyond human resistance. But God is faithful. To his word, he is compassionate and trustworthy, and he will not let you be tempted mm. beyond your ability to resist. But mm. along with the temptation, he has yeah, in the past and is now and will always provide the way out as well so that you'll be able <laughs> to endure it <laughs> without no, you no, yielding no. and will overcome temptation with joy yeah, what, I, what, I, what, I, what, I, what I meant when I interjected by saying that I didn't really believe in that statement sorry in that statement is um, it was a scripture though yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 but um, the scripture talks about temptation okay I remember now yeah it, it talks about temptation specifically in context okay? in context yes what we're talking about is like the challenges of life Okay. Now, um, the challenges of life can come in different ways, shapes, and you know, and 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 fashion as well. So my point is that sometimes I think we're digressing a little bit. Okay, but um, we're going to come back shortly to this particular situation. Okay. Now, when you face, um, when a, a person faces an issue like this, okay, whereby they think, oh my God, because some for some of them they could think, gosh, I can't handle this. This is too much for me. It's too much. I can't take this. Listen, I'm burning. I'm emotionally. I'm in pain, and all of this. I'm going through all of this every single day. Lord, help me, okay. And I think that's why I said that. You know, in that kind of situation, this is now when they need to go to God to help them handle it. If 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 if, if you understand my point, okay. But nevertheless, though, I do hear where you're coming from, and I do agree with what you're saying. You know, I'll, sorry, I want to come back to my original point. I know, and in all seriousness, yeah, because. Yeah. Like, I understand sex is important, especially within the confines of marriage. And it's a beautiful thing, again, within the confines of marriage. But these sexual urges, again, we're human beings, yes, they do exist. But what we then place so much importance on them. Are we then saying that these urges and these desires that God has given us are great? is greater than the grace of God's or God's power to keep us or God's power to keep our minds focused on him or resist temptation or like keep our eyes set on him to the point where that doesn't become the primary objective mm. of the marriage that we're living in because if we place so much emphasis on it oh my gosh I need it I need it I need it oh my gosh then what you're then saying is like saying these so urges so are greater than the grace of God these yeah. urges are, are more powerful over my flesh and over my mind and over my spirit than you know God's ability to take my mind off of it and allow me to focus on other things within the, within the context of my marriage mm-hmm. like I understand like sex is a beautiful thing and yes we have these urges but the same in the same God that gave us these urges can subdue them and, and mm-hmm. minimize them so that it doesn't become the overruling 
um, uh, factor Definitely. as we're looking mm. moving forward. So yeah. we have to kind of be, be careful how we prioritize these yeah. feelings and these desires because the way we're talking about, like we we're all able bodied and we're something that a lot of us as we're going into marriage, something that we're really looking forward to. Um, all they, the way. Exactly. <laughs> no, we'll talk to something that we're all looking forward to. Man. You know? Oh gosh. But then it's like, it's the same yeah. way. It's like, I, 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 I have a friend um, and she... Um, she got married and then she lost her husband and she's she's now she's only about like 32 she lost her, she, her husband died of cancer um, and I was really just I was talking to her just very recently and she said to me that oh um, when she, she when she was married she um, her her wed her marriage became an idol in her heart and she didn't realise until she lost her husband until God took her husband away from her to the point where she'd be on the train and she'd be looking at um, other women who are not married and she would think that she's better than them oh Ooh. yeah you haven't got a ring you haven't got a ring you haven't got a ring I've got a ring I'm married da, 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 da. so in her heart she had created an idol to the point where I'm not saying that was the case but then when um, her, she, her husband passed you gotta remember at the time they were both under 30 so to lose your husband at such a young age she's then thinking god like wow why me and but then she kind of looked at that situation and it really transformed the way she viewed marriage and the way that she viewed the whole like being with someone um and sometimes god will, will humble you in a way where you think okay i need this thing or i'm i can't live without this thing or this thing is who i am but the moment you place it above god and his ability to keep you sustain you save you or like that like, be with you then what, you, what he's then saying is all right cool let me humble you so then even in the context of this, coming back to the context of this question, where we place so much emphasis on sex, God's like, do you really need it as much as you think you need it? Or do you mm. really need me as much as you know you need mm. me? And he will humble you and make you realise you need to change your priorities. Like, I'm saying this, it's so easy for me to say this, and people are like, oh yeah, that sounds so deep. And, but, so, but it's hard to get to a place, that, I'm not at that place. Yeah, but for us to get, it is possible to get to that place. Because even when we look at in within the biblical context, there are men and women who didn't get married, who didn't have sex. A prime example being Jesus Christ. Our Lord who was, but he, yes, he was God, but he was man and he was tempted as man was tempted. Do you understand what I'm saying? Paul wasn't married. Paul lived his lived out his life with the with this thorn in his side, and nobody knows what it was. But he, at the same time, had these. I'm sure he had the same urges and desires that if you if you even if you don't want to look at Jesus, let's look at Paul. I'm sure he had the same urges and desires that that everyone else had, but he didn't give in to them because he knew he had a greater purpose and plan. So just to kind of like stop, because I think I'm going on a little bit. Um, <laughs> but like we just need to understand how we prioritize these things and then get put everything into context, especially within. Uh, when we're looking at the the, the grace of God. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Thank you for that. I really appreciate that. So um, in essence, um, you know, the situation surrounding, you know, why open marriage and relationships happen was swinging. Um, basically, it's 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 a no. And I think you just have to assess the situation. You assess um, what what's happening at that particular time and whether you can handle it or not or what's good for both um you know, for both partners. So um, you guys have said no, definitely not. Open relationships, even as a, as a Christian, non-Christian, it's just n- no, no, because there are certain consequences of such things. And um, I'm, I'm going to read something because I was reading, I was looking on, you know, just kind of researching this whole thing. And, um, you know, what does the Bible say? You know, what does the Bible say about open marriage and relationships? Now, I just wanted to um, just quickly read a couple of things 
um, here. And it says, uh, the question is sometimes raised as to whether... Uh, so we're talking about poly... So it's going to mention polyamory, which is extramarital affair involving emotional love. And then there's also swinging, which is extramarital affair, which involves recreational or casual sex. Now, the question, some, the question is sometimes raised as to whether a polyamorous relationship should be considered adultery, which is what you said, Tony, if the other spouse allows, approves or even participates in it. Now, the answer is unequivocal. Un- 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 I can't even say the word. Unequivocal. Un- thank you very much. The answer is un- unequivocal. Yes. Oh. Um, <laughs> um, God is the one who defines what marriage is and what adultery is. God in his word has declared sex outside of marriage to be adultery, which is in Exodus uh, chapter 20, verses 14. A spouse is given permission to sin, does not overrule God's law. We do not have the authority to create exceptions to what God has declared to be sinful. Aside from the biblical declarations that they are sin, polyamorous relationships cannot fulfill what the Bible says a marriage is to be. A married couple cannot be one flesh in Genesis 2, chapter 24, if multiple fleshes are involved. A married couple cannot fully love one another if that love is divided among other people. There cannot be true intimacy if what is supposed to be intimate is shared with others. Polyamory is not marriage. In no sense is a marriage supposed to be open to sexual activity outside of the marriage. Polyamory is in reality polustery. Mm-hmm. It's lust. Wow. There is nothing loving about it. This perversion of marriage is confirmation that every intention of the thoughts of our hearts is only evil continually and that without good without God everyone does what is right in his own eyes. Mm. In other words, just don't do it. And um, the scripture to round this off that uh, our lovely Pastor G, who's, who's been in other episodes, has given us, is talk, taken from Hebrews chapter 13, verses 4, which says, Marriage should be honoured by all and the marriage bed kept pure. For God will judge the adulterer and all the sexually immoral. And there you have it. So, no to open marriage or relationship to singers, swingers because there are consequences and it's not godly, it's sinful. And yeah, just not good at all. So, guys, <laughs> bit of a deep one, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, but thank you guys uh, for um, for your thoughts on this and your um you know your direction for it so thank you guys so much and um and if you're listening and if you if you're in that situation and you need help you feel that you need to get you need to get out of it and you need to stop there are there's help available we can put you in touch with the right people and just um send us a message candid online at gmail.com you can send us a facebook uh, which is at candid online on facebook twitter at candid online as well and check out our website candidonline.com there is help available and if you need prayers as well just get in touch we'll do just that for you so guys thank you once again yes Um, until next time thank you to my special guests who have been in this last few episodes we've got the lovely Shirlene uh, Wilson author and speaker we've got Triple O as well artist extraordinaire 
And we've also had Iris Sage, who is a love ambassador. Yeah. All right. All the organizations are going to be written in the comment box so you can get in touch with them and if you want to have a chat with them. But until next time, guys, stay candid. God bless. Hold up. 